The Potential Candidate is a podcast about life after divorce, taking accountability, and transforming your life for the better. On this journey, listeners will hear from men and women about their path to foster meaningful relationships. We will share successful dating tips, relive epic horror stories, and leave you with powerful mantras to help you further manifest your goals. This podcast is for the person seeking clarity. Are you ready for the glow up? Are you ready to bounce back? Are you the potential candidate? Hey, it's your girl, Jess. And it's Tiffany. And this is the potential candidate. This week's mantra, I can choose positive thoughts. I understand the power of my self-talk and I choose to select thoughts that are uplifting and positive. Jess and I started this podcast with the intention of helping people um, gain clarity in in their relationships, in their lives. Um, But one way to do that is to be clear on your intentions. And we know that mantras or words of affirmation can revive your brain. They can help in the healing process um, to help you get through whatever you're going through, whether it be a divorce, a breakup, or a disagreement. Uh, And also it can bring more energy to the positive aspects of your life. So remember guys, I can choose positive thoughts I understand the power of my self-talk and choose to select thoughts that are uplifting and positive. I absolutely love, love, love that mantra, Tiff. Good choice. Thanks, girl. I just, um, I noticed that a lot of us have negative self-talk or we'll put ourselves down and maybe like jokingly, but that has power. You know, life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So we need to be intentional about that. Um, I was also going to point out too, LinkedIn has an amazing article, uh, five scientific studies that prove the power of positive thinking. Oh, okay. Okay. And so I'll make sure that when we drop the podcast guys, that we include the link for you guys to do some further reading. But, you know, according to Hamlet, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So it's up to us to accept situations and define them as good or bad. It's all about your um, your thinking. So according to this article, happier people live longer. Um, they're, uh, happier people are healthier. They're more successful in life. Um, and so instead of trying to find um, happiness, I think it's important for us to have a mindset shift or mindset change and just know that we are in control of our feelings and we have the opportunity to increase our chances at happiness so in this article there are five uh psychological excuse me five scientific studies that were published in peer-reviewed journals and i'm just going to briefly go through the five um so that you guys can kind of give us some feedback hit us up in our dms on instagram Um, And let us know what you guys think about, you know, the power of positive thinking. So anywho, March 2016, in the Journal of Behavior Research and Therapy, uh, there were some researchers from King's College in London. 
Now this study proved the power of positive visualizations. So out of 102 testing subjects, um, and the subjects had, um, they were diagnosed with anxiety disorder. Um, what they did was they asked this group to visualize an image of a positive outcome. Um, and what they saw were that one group that visualized a positive outcome, um, what that did was it reported greater happiness, restfulness, and decreased anxiety. Okay. So, you know, so I was just thinking just what are some ways in which you visualize positivity in your life? Well, you know, I always like to say, Tiff, that positivity is a choice, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's hard to be positive sometimes. I mean, look at last year. Mm -hmm. 2020 was challenging, I think, for everybody in a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. And But I think that if you really sit down and think about it, you could mm -hmm. really come up with at least one to two, if not more than that, positive things that happened mm -hmm. collectively over the mm -hmm. year. We just sometimes automatically default to the things that are going wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so I think being intentional, right? Um, yep. Being in that space where you're saying, okay, I'm going to see the good that comes mm -hmm. out of this. Um, you know, I used to work at a inpatient psychiatric facility with adolescents and one of the things I used to always tell them during our process groups were you don't slash the other three tires when you get a flat tire right you, right <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. and so often we do that something starts going wrong and the next thing you know you're ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just yeah. be like oh my gosh the sky is falling instead of just taking a moment taking a deep breath acknowledging the fact that like oh crap, this is really hard right now. This is really tough right now. But okay, how can I quickly get myself back on the road, metaphorically speaking, right? We don't yes. set the car on fire. We don't just walk away from it and go buy a new one. We mm -hmm. pull out the tools that we need and we get the tire fixed. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that Tiff and I are gonna be sharing with you guys you know, on this journey are different tools that you guys can pull out yes. in those moments to kind of help, so. Yes. Um, we have a second study out of UC Riverside where um, the study proved that happiness makes you successful as opposed to success making you happy. And I mean, we see this all the time. Um, you have celebrities who have tons of money. They have everything. Their bodies are perfect. You know, they can fly anywhere they want. Um, but because they're successful, just because they're successful doesn't mean that they're happy. And so uh, these researchers uh, say that when people feel happy, they tend to feel confident, optimistic, and energetic. And others actually find them likable and sociable. Happy people are thus able to benefit from these perceptions. So I thought that was an interesting story. Um, because people think that, oh, money is what makes you happy. Right. Well, I'm sh you know, but that's limited. Your happiness comes from within. Right. So, yeah. And I think, too, what's important is understanding that as individuals, we get to define happiness and what that means for ourselves, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, because, I mean, you can look around and see those people who maybe don't have a lot right they have the basic necessities and they're living what others may think to be a very simple life but they're mm -hmm. happy and content 
with that. Versus you have those people who maybe are more driven by material things, where it's that constant hunger for more and more and more and more. Their happiness is rooted in that. So I think sometimes that can contribute to that unhappiness factor. If it's Mm -hmm. that I just have to keep having more and more and more and more, because I feel like there's always going to be something bigger and better that's coming out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's always going to be somebody that's richer or, you know, kind of stepping Mm -hmm. the game up or moving the bar Mm -hmm. a little bit. So just kind of defining what happiness means for you and living your life in a way that's mm-hmm. going to be most meaningful and honoring to and for you. Yes. Um, the third study, it proved that short-term stress, of course, strengthens the immune system. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people kind of maybe learn this, but there's a such thing as good stress. You know, there's a book uh, titled The Gift of Fear. I don't know if uh, uh, if anybody... Um, who's listening to the podcast has heard of it, but uh, it's by Gavin uh, DeBecker. And um, <clears throat> I read this book a while ago, but basically just talking about survival signals and some of these things are positive for us. So small amounts of stress are good. However, in this study at the University of Kentucky, they analyzed over 300 separate studies and um, over 30 years of of time. And what they concluded was that when people face a stressful situation, they end up getting a burst of adrenaline that boosts their immune system and it helps them better deal with the immediate situation. But over time, if people continue to stress about an event, their immune system breaks down, thereby causing illness, depression, any kind of anxiety disorders, And so at the end of the day, if you cannot change your situation, you must take accountability and change your thinking about it. Otherwise, you're going to get sick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, in my line of work, we look at it as it's called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, right? Mm. Which is basically just reframing. So Mm -hmm. if a negative thought comes up, like, oh my gosh, it's just always going to be like this. How do we reframe that, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's always going to be like this is a catastrophizing thought Mm -hmm. versus a, this is really hard right now. I know that it may not always be like this, but for right now it is. What can I do right now in this moment? to change that and Mm -hmm. that right now could be that next 60 seconds the Mm -hmm. next 30 seconds Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be some long you know unusual amount of time or something like that but Mm -hmm. it's restructuring the brain our brain is a muscle right yes so just like if we walk into the gym we don't just head over to like the 500 pound bench press and lift it It takes time. We have to start small and work our way up. Same with our brain with these positive thoughts, especially if you're someone who kind of leans more towards the negative aspect of things or some of those negative thought processes. It's going to take time in terms of, you know, one day at a time, starting with an affirmation or, you know, putting little sticky notes up around the house or those types of things as well too but also at the same token don't get me wrong i'm not talking about anybody who may be um suffering from depression just being like oh thinking positively that's that's, not what i'm talking about that's something totally different right so i do want to differentiate that um 
because for somebody who is clinically depressed or dealing with some other type of um, mental health, behavioral health issue, the, oh, just think positive, be positive, is not going to be the helpful process for mm-hmm. them. So I do want to be clear on that process being something that's different. But um, I do think it's something that is attainable and realistic and it works if you work it and if you're open-minded um and wanting to make the change right you know that leads me it's perfect segue for uh the next study out of um upenn they have a resilience program that works for school children college students and most recently soldiers in the u.s army girl get this um this program exists to successfully help people become more resilient to stress and anxiety, thereby increasing their mental fitness. Now you were just talking about this. Mm -hmm. How can we learn to cope and increase our levels of positivity in the areas of emotional, social, and spiritual well-being? And so in this program, this helps them better cope with stress or trauma um, that they're dealing with at work or school. And now it's being taught by the army as a preventative measure against PTSD. So shout out to the uh, UPN or Penn State, I think, or UPN Resilience Program. Um, this is awesome. I and love I think that. that. And I think that, you know, instead of just saying have happy thoughts, like you said, just hang post-it notes up. Well, no, I mean, having PTSD is a real thing and you, you know, and you have to have tools and resources to deal with it through life because it might not ever go away. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, I'm going to pose the question to the audience. Um, Are, in what ways are you taking control of your mental fitness as you go into 2021? Of course, everyone has positive thoughts and we're all excited but in what ways are you preparing yourself and putting on your armor to protect your mental well-being are you doing good by to to yourself are you doing good by your mental health i know we we excited about covid immunizations we ready to make sure we keep fit and thin as we're being in quarantine but we need to start having more conversations around mental illness and how we can work through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you, Tef, what are mm-hmm. some things that you do or are planning mm-hmm. to do, you know, in the new year in terms of, you know, keeping your mental health, fitness, getting strong and your energies clear and positive and all that? Yes. Okay. So number one, I have, uh, I have my faith. Okay. I am a woman of God. So that grounds me and centers me and gives me my purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So knowing that I have a purpose makes me feel, that gives me joy already. So in addition to that, I have my spiritual mothers. I have my mother, mother, you know, my bio mother, my grandmother, you know, of course your family. Um, I have my sister. Basically, I have a tribe of people that support me. And I have done a good job of of getting rid of people who are toxic in my life. Okay. I've I've, um, I've really stepped up and held myself accountable so that I can move forward in a positive way. So just making my tribe um, better, and then um, making appointments with my therapist. Therapy is great. Um, nothing has to be wrong with you. And it's okay if there's something that's not working well in your life. Right. If you struggle with relationships, jobs, um, 
whatever your challenge could be everybody got something go to your therapist and um i actually went uh to a therapist and she suggested um group classes because i had overcome where i was experiencing a lot of ptsd from hurricane harvey in houston texas and so when i moved to california from sacramento i mean when i moved to sacramento from houston that really weighed on me and i didn't acknowledge that moving across state lines Mm -hmm. was a big transition going through a divorce was a big transition but boom i just got stuck in my car and almost died and had to swim and you know to get to a safe space in the middle of the night so you know so i immediately got into it i got a therapist and they were like yeah let's we need to make a referral so that you can acknowledge the trauma you you've dealt with and so that was just so powerful jess yeah just just sitting down with somebody and just saying hey this is what it is right um i don't need any medication but i just want you to to talk to me about how do i deal with the state these stages of trauma right right um you know because even now i went back to houston to see my mom in july and we drove right past the intersection where my car had filled up with water Mm -hmm. and i was trying to get i was stuck trying to get out of my car and um and i just i it still impacted me just driving past that area i was like oof it's still there yeah so that's what i'm doing um but other than that i'm just allowing god to just work with work with me work through me um just by putting incredible people in my life and i'm reading i'm just keeping myself busy okay i'm not entertaining any bs <laughs> period if you want some bs that's not gonna you ain't you miss me real quick right try so jesus, that's what tiffany me. is doing <laughs> try jesus <laughs> Not me, cause I throw hands. That's real. That's real. <laughs> so, um, so that's that. Which leads me into the next and the final study, girl. The nun study, cause we were just talking about try Jesus. <laughs> okay, now, this nun- <laughs> now this nun study at the University of Kentucky proved that positive thoughts actually lead to a longer life. Okay. So what they did was they examined autobiographies that were written in 1930 by nuns Mm -hmm. who were living together in the same convent in their early years. So when they were about 18, 32 years old. And 60 years later, the researchers contacted those surviving nuns who were now 75 or 90. Mm -hmm. Of those that were still alive, half had lived beyond average life expectancy. Wow. Of the longest living survivors, all of them had scored high on positive thoughts or feeling about life in their journals written back in 1930, regardless of the circumstances. Okay. That That's deep. That's deep. Um, I think the idea of a nun, uh, them measuring their happiness, because I think they're overall like making a, a very like serious devotion to to god right right but um when they read those journals they created a special scale of happiness to measure it and i just thought that that was so incredible that they could go back i love um um studies like that so i just want to point out you know i say all of this is you know a lot of times people look at the negative side of what they feel they cannot do Right. But I challenge everybody to do what Chuck Norris said. Look on the positive side of what you can do. What can you do to fix it? Right. Be solution oriented. So. Yeah.
So Jess, what tools and resources do you have for our listeners? Is there anything that they can do to practice gratitude? So for the next 30 days, every day, I want you guys to think of three things that you're grateful for. But here's the catch. Whatever you list one day, you can't list the day after and the day after. So for example, if today you list that you're grateful for, let's say food, shelter, clothing, you cannot list those three things tomorrow. So ideally, you will have 30 days of three different things that you're essentially grateful for. What you'll find, um, which is so interesting, is that after you run through the very basic things, the food, shelter, clothing, water, family, etc., it will take you a little bit more effort and you'll have to be more intentional in thinking about those things that you're grateful for. Um, And the times that I've done this with my patients, almost all of them um, have reported positive outcomes. They've reported feeling as though they've had a shift in how they're looking at things and recognizing that, oh, okay, things aren't maybe as bad as what they seem or what I thought they were. So there really is a true beauty in practicing gratitude. So give it a shot. I'd love to hear from those of you that are able to commit to doing it for 30 days um, and let us know how it goes. I, um, at the end of the year, I get a blank piece of paper and I write at the top, so in this case, I'm due to do it um, this week, 2020 accomplishment. Oh, I love that. Because people are so quick to run out of a year without celebrating and patting themselves on the back for their accomplishments. And people, uh, I'm talking to the audience and to us too, Jess, we need to stop waiting for others to celebrate us and we're going to celebrate Yeah, I was getting ready to say I am people. <laughs> yes, I am people because at the end of the day, only you, you know your story. Yeah. Yeah. God know your story. So you go ahead and celebrate. Right. So um, so what I do is I go ahead and I acknowledge and write down all of the positive things that manifested or that I accomplished th- that past year. I step back and process it after a few days and I'm able to be filled with gratitude. Right away, the insecurities, the questions about what's coming the new year are gone because I see that God covered me the previous year and that I'll do great things and even more the up the you know the following mm-hmm. year. So I encourage everybody to jot down whatever it is. Did you get a did you start a website? Uh, did you read a book? Uh, write down the title of the book you read. Like like put down all of you all of your small wins um because you matter. Your goals matter. Um and you should never walk away thinking 2020 was horrible. Because a lot of great things came out of 2020. I know there a lot of people suffered loss. I do want to acknowledge right. that. But we need to keep this positive um, attitude and celebrate gratitude. Yeah, no, I love that idea. I think that's something that I'm going to try 
because like I said, I am people, right? You know, I have yeah. my goals for the year and then once they're accomplished, I'm like, okay, what's next? Um, it's yes. rare that I sit back and I'm like, okay, girl, you did that. I'm usually just like, mm-hmm. okay, girl, good job. Next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, next goal. Um, yeah. and I have a friend that's always like, that's your blind spot. You never just sit and bask in the fact of you did X, Y, Z. And look at the time frame in which you did it or those types of things, you know. Um, and I'm always just like, oh, that was no big deal. Kind of moving on and yes. sort of acknowledging like, hey, you know what? Maybe that was kind of a big deal. And I did that and I accomplished it. And it's okay yes. for me to like clap for myself, pat myself on the back and then say, yep. okay, now that I've allowed myself to kind of sit present in the accomplishment, now I can move on to my next goal. So thank you That's for sharing right. that. Girl, yeah. And I'm definitely going to do this grat- uh, gratitude journaling in my new uh, journal calendar that I'm going to receive. I'm going to put my three things daily and no repeats. So so that I can start taking a deeper look at the things that I take for granted every day. Now, I'm overall a grateful person, but I know there are some things that are slipping past me. There are friends that need to know that I that I care about them. There are things that I have that I forget that I work, you know, like so hard for. So, you know, you save enough for something and when you finally get it, you use it. And then a year later, it's just sitting there. You don't use it anymore. Right. You know, I want to push myself to exercise my gratitude muscle. I love it. That's kind of corny. It's but not. I love you it. get the point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we talk about mental fitness and now gratitude muscles. Come on, y'all get into right. it. So, but I do want to just point out that in order to transition successfully to 2021, you need to practice gratitude and a positive attitude. Um, so I'm just thankful for God's protection, our, my health, financial consistency. My family is doing good, yeah, good. you know, I, and we have new projects coming out, you know, uh, so yeah, you know, and what about you, Jess? Oh my gosh. There's so much I'm grateful for, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. 2020 was definitely challenging in a lot of ways. Um, and I know that it's, it was a year that pushed me, I think really professionally, um, mm-hmm. simply for the fact that for those that don't know, I don't know if we've kind of like really shared a whole lot just yet about ourselves. Um, but I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I work in outpatient oncology. And so dealing with patients who are already having a difficult time because they have cancer, some of them advanced stage cancer, and then throwing in a global pandemic, you know, providing therapy um, Mm -hmm. in those times was so challenging. Um, And for me, I really had to step up with my self-care just to make sure that when I got home at the end of the day, I could really kind of, I call it emotional vomit kind of clear Mm -hmm. myself of that so that I could then be present for my own loved ones, my family, friends, um, and my personal life. Um, so I'm so grateful for you, Tiff. Um, and as I'm on this podcast, um, journey, I think 2020 was really the year where I had friends that poured into me in a way that were like, Hey girl, share your story we know that you have such a powerful one you know from 
you and Jamia, you know, who got me into being a freelance writer for her website, theblackwifelife.com, and her just being like, yes. hey, girl, people need to hear about your divorce. And I was like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just because <laughs> there was so much shame um, that I experienced going through that process and stuff like that. So just grateful for, you know, I call them my tribe of people, too. Grateful for those people who love me and hold me accountable. Um, you know, family, professional moves. I hit a major goal of getting my independent clinical license this past year. Um, yes. I'm just grateful that, again, you know, I know so many people whose lives were negatively impacted by the global pandemic, and so grateful um, that for my immediately my immediate friends and family we are all in good health and that's something that i definitely yeah. do not take lightly at all um so those are just a few i feel like i could just go on and on and on and on um because again yeah. <laughs> last year there are days where i'm just like this is stupid this year is yeah. trash <laughs> throw it away nothing good is gonna come from it but then i had to be like okay girl stop reset you know, and kind of look for those little mm -hmm. collateral beauties that exist because they are there. You just have to look for them. Yes, that's yeah. real. Oh, and you know, I'm um, I'm grateful for you too, Jess. And thank you for saying yes to this uh, journey because we're about to have so yes. much fun. It's going to be so um, fun. And I just want to thank all of our listeners for tapping in and joining us you know we've been promoting this podcast yeah. for a few months now and just we've gotten so much good feedback so i just want to yes. thank you guys and also thank you to the um people who are paving the way for us for us young Absolutely. podcasters um you know ever since we jumped on clubhouse we've been learning from so many syndicated podcasters and they're just pouring into us and teaching us the way and so we just want to let y'all know we're grateful for you we're grateful for this journey and we can't wait to keep it's going. gonna be a fun wild ride disclaimer it's not gonna be you know all just like serious subject matter Right, there may be right. a little, you know, ratchet offerings from time to time. So yes. stay tuned. Oh, yeah. Because I had a list of some stuff I wanted to talk about tonight, you know, especially with that Soho Karen. But we'll we holler back at her another time. We, Yeah, we might have to go live on some of these topics, too. So, But, y'all, if y'all want to hear more from us on anything we talked about, please reach out and uh, hit us in our DMs. We, we love to talk to you and hear from you. Absolutely. So, yeah. So until then, we'll see y'all or we'll speak to you next week, Wednesday. All right. Take care, y'all. Bye. Bye.